Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Catholic Talk Show. Today we're going to take you through what it's like to go through a pilgrimage to the Holy Land. That's right. We have a pilgrimage to the Holy Land and we want to invite you to join us. And we're going to talk to you exactly all the places we're going to go, what the experience is like, and so much more. Guys, I'm so excited about this trip to the Holy Land and I'm sure you are too. And we're going to walk through every step of the way right here with you right now. Catholic Talk Show. It's a Catholic talk show, and we want to talk to you about a wonderful opportunity with us going to the Holy Land next January. That's right. January 10th to the 20th of 2024, we are going on the pilgrimage of a lifetime to the Holy Land, and we want to invite you to go with us on this very special trip. We are very excited because we are going to one of the premier and ancient pilgrimage sites the Terra Sancta. The Holy Land experience is a life-changing experience, and we want you to be a part of it. And we're here to share more with you, detailed, each and every day, because this trip is truly a remarkable one. And we do want you and your family and friends to be a part of it. So as we start out, day one, flying in, we're going to be flying into Tel Aviv, which is a fascinating place. It's one of the most modern cities and epic cities in the world. On an airplane. And And it was actually raised from uh, swampland, essentially. They built you know, the, up this incredible metropolitan city out of nothing. And then right next to it is the ancient city of Joppa, which is really a cool place as well. So we're landing in Tel Aviv, and we're starting out January 11th on Thursday, arriving the Sea of Galilee. So we're going to land and head up to where Jesus spent 90% of his ministry mm. in and around the Galilee. Yeah, it's going to be a really amazing thing. Uh, so if you've never been to the Holy Land before, we're going to basically get all of the most important sites into this trip. And if you've been before, this is going to be a trip that's going to completely uh, upend what your last trip was, because mm-hmm. we're going to be there. It's going to be myself, Ryan Delacrosse. It's going to be Father Rich and Father John Tedlow. John which, H. Tedlow! Right, who... Rector of the Cathedral of the First Parish in the United yeah. States, and one of our dear friends. And, and, he's, an, and an old pro at uh, going on pilgrimages. He's taught yeah. us everything we know. He, is, he has spent 50 years on pilgrimage in and around the world. He's probably one of the most traveled priests in the world and has experiences mm. in these very ancient sites and brings a plethora of wisdom and experience. So he's going to be a lot of fun, and he's great. He's got, he's got all the jingles, too, to sing along the way. Yeah. He keeps the bus running rocking and entertained. And, you know, on the way to Galilee, this is a a very important stop. And typically you always do this. And I'll never forget my first pilgrimage to the Holy Land. And we stopped at the Mount Carmel. And on the way to Galilee, you're going to stop in this place. And it is mystical. Mm -hmm. I mean, the trees are talking to you. I mean, this place is where the prophets were, the Old Testament, uh, you know, stories that come to life, and then realizing, you know, th- that sense of, of, um, you know, Mount Carmel and the and and the brown scapular, the brown our scapular of Our Lady. Stock, yeah. yeah. So you want to bring your scapulars here. You want to touch them to all the holy places. Wow. And it's a, it's a really cool beginning mm-hmm. because you're like being clothed with the scapular of Our Lady, and you're going to journey through the Holy Land with her. That's yeah. amazing. And the Sea of Galilee is majestic itself. It really is. It's almost like unreal. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, I've seen many, many <clears throat> lakes. Like this lake is just like, it's it's kind of like a lake. You can mm-hmm. see all around it. But man, you just feel like you're in this amazing, beautiful place, almost instituted and delivered by God. Mm-hmm. You know? It's one of the only lakes in the world that's way below sea level, mm-hmm. like a hundred feet below sea level. Mm-hmm. The Sea of Galilee. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. And and historically speaking, the the waters used to be significantly higher. So the fact that it's kind of gone up and down uh, throughout throughout the history of the world, it's it is fascinating. But the that that is a hundred uh, feet below sea level, and then it descends all the way to the Dead Sea, which is the lowest elevation in the entire world. Mm-hmm. It is like you're describing Delacrosse, one of the most fascinating and mystical places all throughout. So you know we're taking you to the most important place to Jesus and his public ministry and starting there at the Sea of Galilee and realizing some of the history there is pretty special. Yeah, just to be able to be on that shore and ponder our Lord in the boat, mm, yeah. you know, ponder the storm, ponder Peter. That's where Peter walked in the water. Yeah. You can also ponder that that's where mm-hmm. Jesus would go to play, places for 
silent refre- reflection and actually pray there and find the peace there. We're going to find that same peace there the as attitudes. well. Attitudes. Yeah. Uh, well, it's when Jesus did most of his active ministry. Yeah. Uh, along mean, that lake. Around that lake. So then day three, this is a really powerful day. We're going to be going to Nazareth, Cana, and Magdala all in one day. This is going to be a whirlwind of a day. So Nazareth, the boyhood home of Jesus and the site of the Annunciation. I mean, what a powerful place to consider yeah. that this is where Jesus grew up. This is Jesus's hometown. And you're going to be able to walk in the actual footsteps that Christ and the Holy Family walked in. And we're yeah. going to go to the Church of the Nutrition, which is considered where the Holy House of the Holy Family was at. It's mind-blowing mm-hmm. to even consider. And the adjacencies of mm-hmm. these uh, very holy places close to the the huge church of, of uh, Annunciation. the Annunciation yeah. is designed in a fashion of like, kind of like a reversed flower, which is really wow. beautiful yeah. design. And when you walk through the house, you get this, you get this feeling of just such warmth and welcome, like hospitality in the spirit. And, you know, I can't wait to be there with the pilgrims too, because we'll be able to point out some other locations that I truly love, which is the church of the adolescent Jesus on top of the hill that that's run by the Salesians and the places that I've stayed when I've been there by myself, my very first trip to, uh, to the Holy Land. And then where um, Blessed Charles Foucault actually slept on in the streets. Mm-hmm. And I know some of those locations uh, based on uh, priests that I've met and friends that I've met from Nazareth. Very cool. Yeah, some other places that we'll visit that day. This one was mind-blowing for me when I saw it on the itinerary that we're going to go to the Church of St. Joseph, which is the site of St. Joseph's workshop. Joseph was a carpenter, mm-hmm. and this is where he would have apprenticed Jesus Christ. Right, and this is the site of where his shop was. Mm-hmm. Such a cool concept, and a great place to, you know, contemplate. You know, the most chaste spouse of Our Lady and the the protector of Jesus Christ. And we're also going to be going to the wedding church in Cana, where Jesus performed his first miracle. And I know mm-hmm. one of the things that you've told me that Father Tetlow taught you to do on pilgrimages now, and I've been on a few with you now as well, and with you, that you always renew wedding vows on these pilgrimages mm-hmm. for the spouses. Beautiful. Always. And we're going to be at the site of the wedding church in Cana, and wow. that's where you'll be doing mm-hmm. that, right? Absolutely. Beautiful. And and it is. It's it's so moving. And to see what God does in the hearts of couples on pilgrimage <clears throat> together. And yeah. some of these men and women, you know, they've they've worked their whole lives and they've saved up their money and now they're pilgrimaging around the world together and, ex- and experiencing the golden years of life. And that's what I've loved in the 20 years that we've done pilgrimages together yeah. is to see these men and women that have suffered through, um, you know, the, the journey. And they're enjoying these moments of pairing their sufferings with Christ on pilgrimage and experiencing firsthand the beauty of these places. And then having fun, of course, along yeah. the way, too, because it is just an absolute blast. Yeah. yeah. And then the last stop of that day, we're going to Magdala, which, you know, Mary Magdalene. We're going to be going to the hometown of Mary Magdalene, which uh, has one of the most impressive archaeological sites. You've been there, right, Ryan? Yeah. And <clears throat> like I... Uh, I was there when they were actually getting started. Mm-hmm. Uh, now they have this beautiful center that's been built. And um, I, I went after you went when they first started it because it was uh, um, the legionaries, I think. Father that, Iman. Yeah. Father Iman is, I, I don't know if he's still uh, in charge of, entrusted to the care of this mm-hmm. place. But, I mean, the the fact that you're you're dealing with archaeologically the, <clears throat> the oldest uh, synagogue that's mm-hmm. ever been uh, unearthed. Right. And, and then you start looking at the public ministry of Jesus and how indefinitely he has been there worshiping yeah. on the Sabbath, um, and preaching with his parents. Like, yeah. I mean, like, think about that. Like <clears throat> might've even been as a child, mm-hmm. you know, cause I mean, Nazareth was very, it's a very short distance, mm-hmm. you know? That is such a cool thing to think about. And I remember participating in an archaeological dig in Magdala and unearthing, you know, 2000 plus year old, you know, pottery shards and, you know, being there with 40 other people. When somebody finds something significant, everything stops and you're like, turn it. It's just such a fascinating place. That's so cool. And it's been preserved so well. Oh, yeah. And to to see where they had, I mean, they had an industry there of of salted fish, you know, and and you see these, you see these bases where they would keep the fish and how they would walk down to the water, how they would handle this on a daily basis on, on a business level is also pretty fascinating. Yeah. I mean, for me, 
it gives context to the Bible stories that you've heard so many times. You've heard Jesus walking here. You've heard the apostles here. You've heard of this site. But then to be there and to be in the actual footsteps of that and get the context, I think one of the things that's so great about pilgrimage is that it completely reinvigorates and enlivens yes. the enlivens. gospel, yeah, you know, enlivens. and it almost incarnates the gospel mm-hmm. in your senses, in your smell, in your sight, yes. in mm-hmm. your physical touch and in your being in a way that just reading the scriptures can, never can. And you've taught me this really cool term that the Holy Land is considered the fifth gospel. And that was mind blowing. Yeah. Big, big shout out to Father Bill Burton, scripture scholar. He's a wonderful Franciscan priest, one of my dearest friends. I haven't seen him in a long time. But when I pilgrimaged with him and took a course with him in the seminary on uh, biblical archaeology, he described the Holy Land as the fifth gospel. And for a greater majority of his ministry as a priest was uh, leading pilgrimages. You know, he's one of the best in the business, leading pilgrimages to the Holy Land. And when he led me through, I mean, what he expressed in class and then what we experienced was really manifested in the sense that the land speaks to you and you're drawn into the mystery. You know, the, the fact that Christ, you know, that for over 2,000 years, we have commemorated this location as the place of the Beatitudes, Mm -hmm. you know, whether that was the exact precise location or not, the fact that 2000 for 2000 years, millions of people have come to that location to commemorate this mystery and be drawn into the mystery. There is power in that reflection. And, and, you know, when you take off your shoes and you're walking on the, on the shore of the sea, when you're feeling the water lap on your feet mm. and you're looking out over the horizon and you're reflecting on the storm and the sea and the, and the boys and the, mm. the apostles in the boat, like you, you just get a whole mm. nother level of, of yeah. experiential I remember gospel. My, my wife and I went there. It was uh, the day after the Astros won the world series. Woo, woo. And uh, <laughs> I was wearing my Astros Jersey on the bus, but we went to um, the sea of Galilee uh, Capernaum and my wife immediately goes, let's go down to the water. And I'm like, eh, I don't want to get wet. <laughs> it's kind of like the reason why we have wives, you know, yeah. it's just like, okay. So I go down there and we put our feet in the water and I had such a prayerful experience with her there. It was really beautiful. It was just like, we were in a place that was eternal, mm-hmm. you know, oh, that it, it, great, it's, great. it's eternal to the heart. I mean, it's, it's where, God the Father delivered His mm, Son mm. to be uh, to minister to His people. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean that that alone. And then then you're looking out, and you know, again, I've been to many lakes. It's like this place is so much different. So true. It's so different. It's almost like it reflects like some sort of like magnification of God's glory. Mm-hmm. You know. All right. So now moving on to day four, we're going to now. <clears throat> you've all seen images of a pope's you know, being elected and Pope Benedict coming out or Pope Francis coming out. But we're going to Caesarea Philippi, Mm. which you can contend is the site of the first papal conclave and and the first papal papal election, election, right? That is the place where the first Habemus Papam happened, where in Matthew 16, 18, Jesus said, Simon Barjona, you are a rock, and upon this rock I will build my church. This is like, you know, one of the most fundamental scriptures of the Catholic Church. And we're going to go to that site where Christ gave to us the sign of unity of the church in Amen. the Pope, in the, in the chair of St. Peter. Yeah, in the person of the Pope. Yeah. You know, the fact that, you know, <clears throat> he entrusted to Peter and his successors the job, very important job of tending the flock, of ministering to us, and to ensure that in the constancy of that labor, we are brought together as one. So we're going to experience that solidarity and mm-hmm. the depth of that unity in this place. And the grace that place. he continually has provided that all yes. through thick and thin. The to fact that it's still here, look yeah. how many countries have come and gone. Yeah. Look how many legal codes have come and gone. Yeah. The fact that the church is still standing. Yeah, everybody's looking at the Queen of England. It's like, yeah, what is that? Three, four, five hundred years? It's like, <laughs> compared to like, this. Come on, man. I'd go it's back like, a little bit further. Yeah. And God bless the Queen. Uh, hey, we got an English one. You got an English one. But you know, we're only talking about the fourth day of a visit here, and I'm already feeling I'm on retreat. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's awesome, exactly. Man. It brings back so many memories. Yeah. I I can remember in 87 when I went, I mean, we walked from Jerusalem to Bethlehem mm-hmm. because back in those days you could do that. Yeah. Yeah. It was a seven-mile walk, mm-hmm. and, you know. And you walked through Gehenna. Yes, we did it at night, and it was very, very powerful. There's some things we can't do anymore, but 
it's um, this is just reminding me of uh, the power of what mm-hmm. happens over there. Mm-hmm. Now, so. now we'll wrap that day out with a visit to a winery because look, we pray hard and we play hard on these trips too. So we're going to go enjoy some wine. We're going to enjoy mm-hmm. a great meal that night, and then on to the next day, day five. Now this day is mind blowing. There is so much packed into this, and every day is like this on this trip. So. We're going to take a boat ride on the Sea of Galilee. Now, if you saw our pilgrimage when we went to Fatima and you saw how we partied on the boat, a lot of fun, right? I don't think there's ever been a Catholic pilgrimage that had more fun on a boat, right? No. I, I mean, don't know that we're going to be, like, running, like— uh, No, it's fun. It's okay. fun. This All boat right. ride is, okay. is a lot of fun. And, you know, and the fact that we get to be on the sea. Yes. And with these, these guys that run this boat tour, too— they are a blast. Yeah, They're cool. so much fun. And we're going to have a great time. But it's also there's going to be elements of prayer. Mm-hmm. But you know, we're you know, we're going to be able to see the ancient Galilee boat too. Oh, that's super cool. And this thing, you know, because of the the fluctuating height of the sea, when it dropped down, they discovered it back in 1984. And now it's in a museum very close by. So we're going to be able to experience that. That's we're going cool. to be able to go to St. Peter's house. Yeah, which is legit. It's awesome. Yeah, and, and they have like this glass bottom floor, you know, like yeah. the floor. So that, you can see down into where the house was in the church on top. It's the first Catholic church mass. in the world. Yeah. It's the first Catholic so church ever. We get to have mass right there, which is just, which is going to be cool. crazy. And on that day, so we're going to be visiting the Mount of the Beatitudes where Christ gave us the Beatitudes. We're going to the house of Peter where Jesus lived because mm-hmm. Jesus lived with Peter. And this is the first church. This is the first Vatican. This is the source over the church grew from, right? Um, We're going to be having mass with your bishop and your bishop, Bishop Polmeyer, which is going to be an awesome experience. Mm -hmm. Um, We're going to be going to the church of the multiplication of the fish and loaves. So, you know, that... And has some of the oldest mosaics that you'll see in the world in the floor of that church with the loaves and the fishes. It's very special place. I mean, but you've heard that story, but we're going to be on that spot where that happened. And right around the corner from that, we'll go on a hike, and that's where the announcement and the proclamation of the kingdom of God and where the Beatitudes were given, Mm -hmm. you know, by Jesus. And when you're there, it is bone chilling when you're seeing how this kind of natural amplification against the facade of the terrain there and how it's how it's designed you could see it's like, like literally it is it's yeah. like an mm. it's a natural amphitheater and you could see how Jesus would be administering this solemn proclamation mm. and how people would gather in the fields and just listen mm. to Jesus mm. you see where the the these miracles of the loaves and fishes and how many people would have gathered and experienced that you know it, it's definitely it, the mystical nature of all of these environments, it, it, you know, we, we go on trips all the time, right? You, mm-hmm. it, from the time we're kids, we go to places, we visit here, we visit there, and they're like loose memories, right? Um, little, you know, vignettes of, of memory. This will like forge in your brain memories that will never par from you. You're talking back the 80s, you know, yeah. like you're, these things are bringing back these memories to you like it was present to you right now. These special places really uh, leave a mark on the soul indelibly. Yeah. Another place that we're visiting that day is the site where Jesus did the exorcism of the man who was running around the tubes where he took the legion of demons and put them into the swine. And ran them over the cliff. One of my favorite readings. I love that. Yeah, it's such a powerful. And that's one of the heaviest readings we you know so we're gonna be there the bible roulette show (laughs) yeah and then this one is this one's gonna be really near and dear to me we're going to the church of the primacy of saint peter so if you look in in the gospel after the resurrection where jesus tells the apostles meet me in galilee and they're all fishing (laughs) in the morning and this is where peter jumped off the boat and swam because they saw jesus on the shore and jesus cooked breakfast for them Mm -hmm. on the beach right and what's cool about this too is like we're gonna have a fish breakfast well and and, and, no we are we are gonna have fish not breakfast but but it's having lunch and and what we call (laughs) what we call it thank you is saint saint (laughs) peter's fish you know, like St. Peter's fish. That's what you're going to have. It's in the shape yeah. of a cross. Mm. Yeah. And it has two little black dots where St. Peter picked it up. So according to tradition, yeah. that was the fish that they found the coin in yeah. to give, you know, in the Bible scripture. Very but, cool. But this is also the place where he said, Jesus, you know, where Jesus decided about wow. this. I'm just getting all choked up. Seriously, <laughs> I, know, I am. Awesome. Yeah, Jesus, Very feed powerful. my sheep. Yeah. Very Do you powerful love me? place to yeah. go. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that day's got a lot involved in it. 
I mean, you know, in the very we're only like four days in, right? Not until like the 12th century of the 15th century, you were supposed to make three pilgrimages in your life to mm -hmm. the Catholic Church. Rome, Santiago, Santiago de Compostela, and Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. I mean, and this is one of the major pilgrimages that the church offers. And you know what I'm proud of with our, with our show is the fact that we are making a priority, these ancient pilgrimages right off the yeah. bat. And, you know, we, we are making these pilgrimages, one, in our own hemisphere to Mexico City. Mm -hmm. You know, we have made it a point to go to Santiago de Compostela, which was our, which yeah. was our premier first pilgrimage. We got priorities. And then, mm -hmm. you know, now we're going to Holy Land. And as we prepare for the Jubilee, to prepare for Rome as that final trifecta of yeah. accomplishing that, that is why one of the main reasons why we're doing these pilgrimages is to fulfill what the church has upheld for yes, so long. That's yep. right. So now on day on to day six, this is a really great day, and it's really figured around oh, the man, Church I of the love, Transfiguration, yes. one of the most mystical events of the New Testament. Yes. You know. Uh, and and the location of it. So you know this this uh, on top of Mount Tabor. This was a mountain for sure that was like a military outpost. Mm -hmm. It gave perspective. You know where you could see miles. at a distance. Yeah, yeah, miles and miles. And but the height of this mountain and when you're on top of it and how flat it is up top. You know when I was there, it was a foggy day, and. You know, when you when you can consider like this the glory of God being revealed and light just shining down and Moses and Elijah and you you feel it as you're walking around, mm. but then when you go into the church, the beauty of the chapels of the principal main nave of the church that elevates to, vertically into this beautiful transcendent experience of the person of Jesus Christ. And then you have these side chapels dedicated to Elijah and Moses. It's the a tents. It, yeah, the tents. exactly. It's like, awesome. It literally, the, yeah, they were Man. built of stone. Man, the more, the longer we do this show and the more I read the scriptures and the more I learn about St. Peter, the more you and him are like the same guy. Thanks, man. And I mean that in the yeah. most complimentary but endearing way. Like you would be there and be like, Whoa, it's Moses and Elijah. Do you guys want like a tent or something? Yeah. You want a glass of wine? What's up? You know, like yeah. just real like that's I love that story. No, we're also on that day going to the birthplace of John the Baptist. It's better to be called something else, right? Amen. <laughs> Amen, buddy. So John the, the birthplace of John the Baptist, where we can contemplate, you know, the one who made straight the road for mm -hmm. the Messiah. The forerunner of yeah. the Lord. And then mm -hmm. On and then day. now, so from, from this experience of the Galilee, we're moving from <clears throat> Jesus's public ministry. This is very important because we're going to be tracing his steps, mm -hmm. the three <clears throat> years of his public ministry. And then now we're going to be flowing down into Jerusalem right. and we're going to be heading into the ancient city of Jerusalem. Now, culturally, you know, environmentally, it, you're going to feel this massive shift to the central location of business and trade and the clashing of cultures and war. Like you're going to see in that historical glance and, and that kind of that arc of the, the story of Jerusalem, mm -hmm. you're going to see why this city is the city of all cities in the center of the world. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, you're going to see it firsthand. Yeah, I love that you said that center of the world. All ancient peoples considered Jerusalem the very center of the world yeah. and the spot where creation started. Yeah. And that's why the temple, you know, is on the place that it was, right? Because that was the point where heaven and earth first met, right. where creation flowed from. And you see it. Like you when you're when you're walking the city, when you're even pulling up to it, it, it was such a blessing. The first time I went, it was on Shabbat. And everything was still, mm. silent, mm -hmm. not moving. And you're walking up and it's like, it, it is it, altering your whole sense of existence as you're walking up to this ancient city. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah it really I can't. Well, my wife and I were there. She went out to get coffee. <clears throat> that coffee is legit over there. No, she went out to get coffee on the Shabbat. Oh. And, uh. and, and she goes down and these couple of Jewish guys were laughing at her like, what are you doing? Like, what are you looking for? And... Then I looked out the balcony to see where she was going, like why she hasn't come back. She's like walking around too long. This guy invited us back to Shabbat at his house in the Jewish ghetto there. And we went and sat with him and we ate horrible food, but it was just like an experience. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're just yeah. like having this Shabbat experience with this guy. And then he put a yarmulke on my head and brought me to the synagogue. 
Wow. And I experienced the prayer of the synagogue that wow. day. That's so cool, dude. Now, we're not doing that on the trip. I mean, it'd be a lot of people. Well, we, we... are going to have an experience like that, and we'll get to that, but oh, really? not exactly cool. like that. Um, but yeah, we will have the opportunity to actually eat with people. So we'll get to that one. Yeah, that on the is day. cool. I'm yeah. looking forward to that. So, you know, we're now on the seventh day, you mm-hmm. know, and we've made it to Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. So we're going to spend the night of the night of the sixth day in Jerusalem and wake up. And then this day, I mean, each day is like just mind blowing that we're going to be here. Mm-hmm. Right. So we're going to through the Judean desert and we're going to go to the site of the baptism in the Jordan River, where Christ was baptized, where, you know, the heaven opened up and, and you see this great biblical proof of the Trinity where the Father speaks and the Holy Spirit is shown and the Son is being baptized. You know, that spot, you know, where the baptism originated and flows from. The lowest from. point on the earth. Yeah, that's going to be so Jesus amazing. Jesus was baptized at the lowest point on the earth. Does that not show a, a geographical, topographical sign of his humility? And yeah. that, and I, I love the whole sense of topography, yeah. right? That's a, it's a great point because at, at, and where on the Jordan River, you know, from what I've studied and what I've looked into and being there, it just makes so much sense that he would have been baptized right at the mouth of the Jordan River mm. at the depth right next to the Dead Sea mm-hmm. and what was adjacent to the Dead Sea. But all of these paradises were, you know, Sodom and Gomorrah and mm-hmm. all of these ancient cities of just plenty and 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 um, the pleasures of the world, you know, lived out to the extent that it did and then just ultimately destroyed like Jesus Son of God, Savior of the world, descends down to the very depths of human depravity and and the passions and the flesh and the destruction of that, and then is submerged in the waters that when you go down to the Dead Sea, you have nothing but you but floating in that water because it's so minerally yeah. rich. You can't you can't like dive in the Dead Sea. It's yeah. impossible. And that's like one of the famous things, like you get to float there. And we're gonna have that opportunity mm-hmm. to get in the water and you know, see if we all actually do float, right? Yeah. And yeah. everybody's gonna try to sell you creams and lotions. <laughs> and, and, and that's the place to get them because yeah. they are it, it's the greatest minerals in the entire world come from the Dead Sea. Yeah. And when you're rubbing this mud on your skin and your face and everything, like you, you feel completely renewed and your skin's all smooth. It's, it's a wild experience. And literally when you're in the water, like your friends are like, when we're all together, it was a bunch of seminarians and priests. We're like trying to like submerge each other in this water because it's like, it is so minerally dense. You you just float. You just crazy. like like a, I can't wait to see. It's, it's a, it's, it's cool. a crazy experience. Surreal. It's totally surreal. Yeah. Now, the last stop on this seventh day is maybe the oldest city in the world, the oldest continually occupied city, Jericho. You have no idea how ancient Jericho is, city upon city, up to like 14, 12 to 14,000 years of continuous occupation. Basically, civilization was invented here. And this is the place where, you know, (laughs) they marched around the walls and they blew the trumpets. And it's kind of like almost the, the the template of the, you know, of of the people claiming the land, right? And there we're going to go there. There's also that short guy. I don't remember who he was. Zacchaeus. But he climbed the tree. Zacchaeus. Oh yeah. There's that tree there too. Yeah. Oh, man, I love Zacchaeus. You know, when yeah. you're a kid, you get the Zacchaeus coloring pages in yeah. school. That was the best. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, you'd get the ones of like, you know, the Centurion or whatever. The Zacchaeus one was always the funnest. <laughs> I think yeah. Zacchaeus probably looked like Ernie Bono. Oh uh, <laughs> yes, I think so. I think so. All right, so that was the seventh day. Now onto the eighth day. This one. Um, Again, uh, here we go. Mind blowing. Yeah. We're going to the site where the incarnation happened, where we are going to the birthplace of Jesus Christ in Bethlehem and the Church of the Nativity. And this is and walking the, it's distance. It's the best door I've ever seen in my life. Oh yeah. What is it? It's just like a little tiny door you have to scrunch down and into it, to get it, it. It is, and it's like this is where Father Teller was describing before, where. You walked from Jerusalem yeah. to Bethlehem. Yeah. And when you think about it, you know, that path is really important because in that area 
is where King David actually had his palace, mm -hmm. one. Yeah. And then right next to that is where you would descend down to Gehenna. It's where they burn the trash, mm -hmm. essentially. And then you walk up the other side, and that's in the direction of where Bethlehem is. But it is very, very walkable. Yeah. And then as you get up to this, this church of the nativity, like Delacross is describing, you actually have to lower your head and bend over your back and humble yourself as you enter into the church where Jesus was born. And they just remodeled this. Mm -hmm. I mean, they just like, I don't know what you call it, but they, when I was there 10 years ago, they were working on restoring mm -hmm. like all the floors and everything. Mm -hmm. So it's gotta be done. By yeah, now. there's new renovations, newly uncovered mosaics, but this yeah. church goes back to Constantine in the third, I'm sorry, in the fourth century. Yeah. And it was, you know, renovated by Justinian. I mean, this is one of the most ancient and, and powerful churches in the entire world. When you experience the mysteries of the corners of this church and how you find yourself in all the, these different locations of like deep solitude with God and quiet spaces of prayer, and then to venerate the location where Jesus was born, like it's, it is an amazing, impressive experience. But something for our listeners out there from the Cathedral Basilica in St. Augustine or the Diocese of St. Augustine, those who are traveling with Bishop Polmeyer, those traveling with us, the special thing about today is when you visit the Church of the Nativity, right around the corner, we have something very much associated with who we are and our ethos and our identity mm, yeah. as the children of the Diocese of St. Augustine, the children of Mission Nombre de Dios. Mm -hmm. So we know at the beginning of the 1600s, the, the beginning of the 17th century, we start to experience firsthand the dedication and devotion to Our Lady of La Leche, Nuestra Señora de la Leche. And this devotion actually goes all the way back, not just to Spain in the 16th century, but all the way back to the second century in Bethlehem at the Milk Grotto, where people historically have traveled whenever they're struggling with fertility issues, they travel to the Milk Grotto and they pray, and they have devotional um, cavern material that people take home with them and pray with, and they have experienced from the second century until present day, miraculous fertility regeneration, mm -hmm. and there's been people who have struggled where they haven't been able to have children for years, gone through all of the treatments, and then next thing you know, they're having twins, mm -hmm. triplets, quadruplets. Yeah. quintuplets and you see these pictures on the wall it's that is the most moving phenomenal part yeah. of it is like the pictures of the children yeah. mm -hmm. that are literally from the intercession yeah. of Our Lady Legend. Explain yeah. to them why it's called the Milk Grotto. So the legend is is Mary and Joseph were in this cavern right and they were they were there when the the innocents were being murdered by Herod right and they were pursuing to kill the child Jesus and in haste when Joseph was that impetus of the of the angel the flight to Egypt the very flight that that like in haste they fly to Egypt in such haste the legend is is that Mary moved with Jesus at her breast being nurtured by him by her as she moved, a droplet of milk from her breast hit the ground of the cave and turned the entire cave white. I've been in caves all over the world. There's I, nothing like there it. There is nothing like this cave. That's wow. amazing. It is. It's totally wild. And I had a really cool experience just briefly. I walked in and I was so excited, obviously, as, as a consecrated, you know, mm -hmm. at that time consecrated to Our Lady of La Leche, not yet a consecrated priest. I've consecrated my priesthood to her. But as I walked in, I, I went to go pray before the Blessed Sacrament because they have adoration. And as I knelt down, the Blessed Sacrament was on the ground. Hmm. And, I, and I picked it up and I received and I, and I received the Eucharist wow. in the Milk Grotto. That's awesome. That's like, just, like it was just wild. Like out, how of that, out of nowhere. Hmm. Wow. That's that. mystical. I've, I've never it seen was. It was. Right like, I almost felt I almost felt like it was something that... You were nurtured yeah, mystically. Almost like, you know, those stories of how St. Michael, you know, descends down and, yep. and distributes Holy Communion to, like, Blessed Emilda or, like, yeah, or... Yeah. It was something like that. Like, I, I'm kneeling, I'm like, and the Blessed Sacrament's right in front of me. It was wild. So, you know, we're in wow. Bethlehem where all of the story of the Nativity happens. We're in the Milk Grotto with the Holy Innocents. We were in the Church of the Nativity... You know, we would we'll have been to the the grotto 
manger where the manger where Jesus was laid, where the silver star on the spot he was born. So cool. Um, but we're also going to be going just a short distance away to the field where the angels pronounce the birth of Christ to the shepherds, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which is, you know, like the first like big announcement, like, hey, the thing is starting, right? Yeah. Heaven and earth have ripped apart today and merged in the incarnation. And the angels are announcing this, the whole host of heaven. And these shepherds are like mind blown, like, and salvation starts now, right? Yeah. You know, you hear the little the music, and everything changes in this moment. And we're going to be celebrating Mass at that spot where the angels appeared to the shepherds. That's amazing. I, I remember in seminary, is it, is it Dr. Garcia? Was yeah. that the yeah Sixto? Shout and, out Sixto Garcia! Oh my gosh, man, he was just like the whole earth, the whole world yeah. was screaming yes. for this incarnation. Yes, like in the stars, in the earth, like I mean. And I was just like, whoa, this is I like goosebumps the culmination yeah. of that. But I'll never forget that. That really moved me. Yeah. And shout out, shout out to all of our Cuban professors, man. Like yeah. Dr. Lopez, Dr. Sixto Garcia. Yeah. It was you Dr. Know? Lopez that said that. Yeah. And they yeah. were they were just so emphatic when they delivered their yeah, lessons. Passionate. Like they the passion of their delivery. Was awesome. Yeah. Great fond memories from St. Vincent's. Yeah, I mean, this is the turning point of history. Yeah. Everything up until this point was prophecy and promises. Mm -hmm. And now the promise had been fulfilled this yeah. night. And yeah. this and this yeah. spot is proclaimed. Uh, but then, Ryan, like you were talking about, so we end this day, you know, our eighth day, where we're going to be welcome into the homes of local Christian families for a sharing the bread meal, right? Mm. So, you know, there's these Christian families that have been in this area for since the beginning, right? Mm -hmm. And we're going to get the opportunity to eat with them, learn from them. You know, these are these are the earliest Christian populations right. in and this some area. Of our, some of our um, uh, costs for, on this trip are meant to donate to some of the local Christian A hundred percent. Yeah, we're going to support their businesses. Yeah. We're going to be able to help them build uh, orphanages, yeah. hospitals, wonderful elder care, mm -hmm. things like that. That's what I love about yeah. our pilgrimages as well. Is just and you select, know, yeah. yeah, selects phenomenal, and and we partner with charities wherever we land, and we we make it a point, like with Chalco and mm -hmm. and the World Villages yeah. for Children. We raise when, money for Chalco. Like, at the bar, at the hotel, yeah, you know, and then now we're turning around and we're we're sending journals down to the children, yes. and I mean it's just it's it's awesome to see the people that come on our trips, the union that we have, mm -hmm. and then the the response of doing something great together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, the charitable initiative of this is great, and just to give a shout out too to Select International. Oh. I mean, we I've I've been so privileged to do pilgrimages with Father Tello for twenty years. You've been doing pilgrimages even for longer, and. You know, I have never interacted with a more responsive pilgrimage company. Prayerful too. They're prayerful. They're Catholic. They're they're just spot on. They have the top level guides. They're you know, if I'm get if I have something that I need to address, I'll shoot them a message. It's done in minutes. Yeah. And you know th that it's hard to come by. It's yeah, hard it's to so come by. Organized, so well run, so. Uh, you know, accommodating, yeah. great food, great hotels, mm -hmm. right? Safe places. You know, we we get the buses out on time and we get back home on time. You know, they let us know where they're, where they're taking us and their guides. Yeah. Their guides are so knowledgeable. They add so much to the trip that there's no way that you could go on a trip like this with one of these guides and not learn something new and get just a whole perspective of it because they know this place inside and out. It's well, amazing. the guide that we had when we went to the, the girls' community um, was absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, she was basically talking about the fact that she herself is so involved mm -hmm. in these communities, yeah. you know, rescuing these kids. Yeah. And it was a very, very, very powerful to know that she's a guide, mm -hmm. but she's also involved in the ministry. Yeah. And that's the type of people that select partners right. with. Yeah. It's, it's living the faith, and it's, and it's really, you know, it's nice to know that the person who's presenting these holy places is not just doing it for a paycheck. Right. Yeah. They're doing it because they're passionate about it. And, you know, the, the type of quality of guides that we're going to have in the Holy Land are going to bring that type of quality Brilliant. and spirituality. They speak multiple languages. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's yeah. insane. Yeah, and they add so much context. It, it really elevates the trip. And that's why we partnered with uh, Select, because they're the best out there. And yeah, we're really, they're the best you know, in the business. Yeah. So now getting on to day nine, we're going to the Mount of Olives 
Kidron Valley and Mount Zion. This, this is truly uh, Mount of Olives and and the church where Jesus wept, the Dominus Flevit. Yeah. You know, Th- that place in particular. Whenever I'm suffering, I can walk in my imagination and in my memory. Mm-hmm. I could walk through. The, that garden. I could see the olive trees. I could walk into the church and I could rest my head on the rock near the thorns. This is, for me, the most important place that we can visit on pilgrimage because what you're going to take away from this location is a place where you could always return to in prayer mm. when you're suffering. Remember, when you're looking at your own death or when you're looking at dying to self, this is the place. That's right. I, I remember being there and just being so sorrowful yeah. for Jesus. I was with my wife and I said, honey, I, I, I don't think this is a place we're passing through. I think we're going to stay here for a while. Same. And I was like, I'm just going to sit down over here. And I remember just like weeping Yes. Um, with Christ. Mm-hmm. And, and then... He told me he was like, I've been consoled. Mm. And I looked up at the the top of the church and I remember the angels mm. consoling him there. Mm. So it was like I it was like almost like I went through this mm. little mini death with him, like this mini like fear and just uh just you know, the the engagement of the mind that you're gonna go through the suffering and then the suffering that I've been through in my life, and then he just, it's almost like he turned my face up and I looked at the angels minister and I was like, there's hope. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it was like right there. Yeah. And what's you know, cool is really like cool. The, the martyrdom of Stephen happened right around the corner mm. from there. And then right up the, the path. I mean, it's literally not a, a long walk at all. You see this massive cemetery, like massive cemetery. And legend has it that Jesus will come back to judge the living and the dead and he will draw from the graves right there. Like, and, and you, you know, on like, the Mount of Olives, it's yeah. the oldest cemetery in the world. Oh, and it's, and when you walk wow. that cemetery yeah. and you're praying your rosary, bro, I mean, you get a You get a sense of Jesus. Like you're mm-hmm. anticipating. Yep. This is, this is legit. Everything that we, we believe, everything that we profess in our faith, as we continue to get deeper and deeper into the knowledge, understanding, wisdom of that, when you're there in that cemetery and you've just visited, you know, Dominus Flevit, that, that the Lord wept, and you're walking, you're praying the mysteries of the rosary, and you're in the glorious mysteries, and you're considering Jesus coming back to judge the living and the dead, you see it happening. There. Mm-hmm. I mean, you feel it. Yeah, I mean, we're and, celebrating Mass at the Church of the Agony, where Jesus experienced the agony in the garden where he sweat blood. We're celebrating Mass there? We're celebrating Mass oh there with gosh. Bishop, with Bishop Polmeyer. That's awesome. That I've never celebrated insane. Mass there, bro. Yeah. And so how many days are we with the bishop? Is the we're going to have contact week? with the bishop throughout. Mm-hmm. He's nice. got his own Couple pilgrimage. But the, yeah. the cool thing is, is that we're going to be able to come together in the most significant Masses mm-hmm. with him and his group that's going as well. That's I awesome. think this will be the highlight for a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. Now That one, doesn't uh, happen very often, no, by the no. way. No, it doesn't. And then one other place that we're visiting that day is the Ascension Chapel. So, you know, we're talking about all these places, but there's also the Chapel of the Ascension there, which is going to be, you know, another, a really powerful experience. Mm -hmm. Now, moving on to day 10, this is, this is the payoff. And I think we structure, we've had, we've either had the good luck, good fortune, or the good sense to work with uh, Select that these pilgrimages always seem to lead up to this denouement this yeah. you know this this great moment where it's the payoff and you feel like you've earned the right to call yourself a pilgrim because you've went and you've you great point you've walked you've visited yes. you've you've expended yourself and then it leads to this culmination where we are really looking at the most holy sites in the world in the holy city of Jerusalem mm-hmm. um, and we are going to start with the stations of the cross and we're going to start Via Dolorosa. we're going to do the via dolorosa mm-hmm. so this day always 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 has to start early in the morning mm. so you're rising at dawn because any great day you got to get up early for and, and it's important, too, because when you get up early in the ancient city mm. and you start walking toward the way, that, that via crucis, that way of the cross, you're going to be striking your feet in pilgrimage with your fellow brothers and sisters, yeah. and we're going to be making our way with Christ 
to the place of his crucifixion. Mm. We're going to be walking with Christ to one of the most important churches in all of Christendom, literally the most important church. Mm. And when we experience mass in the celebration of the Holy Sepulcher, which is what an honor. <laughs> I know for me, like to be able to be with this community that we're going to be with, I, I've, I've felt a long, you know, ever since we first started conversation about the possibility of this pilgrimage, I knew immediately this is going to be the greatest pilgrimage of my life. Mm. This pilgrimage. Mm. I've, I've just, I just know it. Awesome. And I am so excited about this particular day because to be with a bishop, like you're just describing, Father yeah. John, that's very rare in and of itself it's on really a pilgrimage. Rare it's rare to be on a pilgrimage. But then on top of that, to be with a bishop who's exercising the fullness of the priesthood, celebrating mass in the Holy Sepulchre with brothers and sisters from all over the country, from yeah. our diocese, visiting these holy places and culminating in this mm. experience is going to be truly remarkable. You know, the last time I was there, um, I had the great honor and, and um, spiritual experience of carrying the cross hmm. up the Via Dolorosa. And um, just the experience, I've never forgotten it. Uh, a couple of times I was, as I was, people were walking by me, I was spat upon twice. Hmm. Hmm. Um, I didn't ask why, but I was just walking and... Um, but it was just powerful to unite whatever was going on with me at that moment with with Christ's experience. And um, I think we can all do mm. that as we get closer to the end of the trip. So yeah. it was almost like an invitation, like Christ was bringing you into yes. his suffering. Absolutely. And the experience of being spit on is like, mm. yeah, that's that's demeaning. But, you know, but at I, the same time, like an almost like an invitation no, of but like I a felt, catalyst. Thank but you. I felt honored to be spat upon yeah. as I was walking with the cross. Wow, yeah. that's that's an amazing experience. Yeah. You know, how many times have we prayed the stations of the cross, right? And and we pondered where Christ was, uh, where he was scourged, mm. or where he fell, or where he met his mother and the women of Jerusalem, or where, mm. you know, Simon of Cyrene was forced to carry the cross. You know, all these things, they're so ingrained in us. Yeah. That was the experience <clears throat> I had, like, you know, walking. It's like I'm moving through all these meditations, and then we had a large group, so... The cross was actually being shared yeah, along the way, so right. you would carry it for one one station, and then it would pass to the next person, mm. and they would carry it for the next station, and you were entering into this meditation, and um, and we didn't experience anything like you described, Father Tetlow, but you know, still that that meditation is very yeah. present. And while you're moving about this, you know, this these streets, we're going to be early morning, so it's not going to be loaded with people, mm, but. Right. But when, when I was there, it was in the middle of the day, and, man, there is just people everywhere. So you just know, like, people are selling stuff. They've got shops. Right. They've got – and it's like regular business. You know what I mean? Well, like there's people who respect it and people who don't respect but it. Where, but where in the – and that's the same thing Jesus was experiencing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All this stuff it's is happening market. around him. Yeah. He's getting thrown through this crowd. This guy doesn't care. Simon's yeah. just kind of walking by, like, what's going on? Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of getting away from it. You're getting thrown into the middle of it. Right. All of these things start to communicate a different way. And the fact that it culminates at the Holy Sepulchre. The other thing, too, is it's like a lot of times when we meditate on this mystery of the rosary, like the, mm -hmm. you know, we pray the rosary, um, you know, we isolate things. Yeah. And I think what this does is it just it brings out the chaos. That's yeah. a great yes, point. You know, right. it, it, it brings out the chaos that when I when now when I pray the rosary, yeah. it's just like, no, oh, man, this was. This was legit. Yeah. Like this was right. this was literally like mm -hmm. people don't recognize yeah. it. People don't care. It's earthy. People are moving. Yeah, it's very earthy. It's very real. It's very tangible. It's very like tactical. Yeah. Like wow. it's it's unreal. That's a great way to describe it. And and a lot of times we're colored in our brains like the cartoony like images of he's the nice his little painting. Yeah, here's a painting. This is right. up on the wall. He's carrying his cross like, and a no. bunch of crap, man. Yeah. 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 You know, you know, and I love the fact that we're doing the Via Della Rosa just like Christ and going then to the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. Yeah. And, you know, I, we didn't mention this, but, you know, the, 
when you think of the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, you think that's the tomb of Christ, which we're going to celebrate Mass at. And we're going to get to go to the anointing stone. Mm. We're going to get to see the place where the stone was rolled away. <clears throat> we're going to get to see the space where our salvation was gained. But in this church, there's also the spot of Calvary. We will see the place where the cross was in the earth, where our Lord was mm -hmm. crucified, the yes. actual spot spot where the cross was raised mm -hmm. up high in our salvation, mm. right? It is, and the rock of Calvary is still there. Yeah, You know, we can, we are going to be in the spot where, uh, you know, Our Lady and St. John and the women of Jerusalem were at the foot of the cross watching our Lord in his passion, followed over to the place of his burial, and then ultimately in his victory, the resurrection. Mm -hmm. This is the pilgrimage of Christianity. Wow. This is the single most important pilgrimage a Christian could ever do in their life. And we're so excited to get to share it with not only us, you know, as a group and with father and father, but with you, with you yeah. people who are going to enrich our experience. And then we hope that we can enrich your experience yes. back. Yeah. And to our, to our patrons out there, to the people who've been following us from day one, like the incredible thing for us is, <clears throat> as you know, we do this show and, you know, we're in front of cameras mm -hmm. and the pilgrimage opportunity for us to be able to get to know you mm. and to really walk with you in these sacred places. That, that's what I love. And hearing the testimonies of people that have been associated with our journey from day one in Hollywood and then yeah. when we were in Houston and, and coming here to the parish at St. John Paul II, it's just, it's amazing to hear the testimonies and yeah. how people have found the show. And I mean, we had a guy in Portugal drive a motorcycle that was three crazy. hours yeah. to meet us <laughs> at mass and man. join us at St. Anthony's birthplace. Like, what up? You know, yep. and here's the thing, you know? we're pretty approachable guys, too. It's not like we're going to be sitting in our mobile and you can't reach us. I mean, mm -hmm. when we're on pilgrimage That's what we do with, with Father Tello when yeah. we travel around, though. We put him in the Pope-mobile. <laughs> we, we bring him set of just a tour. He's got to be a Mercedes. <laughs> uh, it's called a Fiat, okay? You know? It's called a Fiat. So, I mean, that is the 10th day and the culmination. Then after that, you get on your flight and you go back home with the memories of a lifetime. Mm -hmm. Or... The extension. The extension. Look, if you didn't have Spain. enough. It's Spain. No, not Spain. No, no Jordan. Jordan. So if you didn't have enough experience already and you've got the time, there's an optional extension that we're going to go on. Yeah. So we're going to be leaving Israel and we're going to be seeing. This some, is bucket list for me. This is bucket list. When we get to the one point, yeah. I'm going to nerd yeah. out. Dude. Yeah. Okay. So day 11, the optional extension. This is so cool. We're crossing into the country of Jordan, and we're going to be going to um, the site of Sodom and Gomorrah. We're going to be going to the Dead Sea. We're going I to some of the most ancient places in the world. To Sodom and Gomorrah and this area for I've watched. If you looked on my feed on YouTube, <laughs> I have watched so many videos. That's Did cool you see the one on National Geographic where they're doing like the sulfur yes. testing? That one's awesome. It and is the, awesome. And how deep we're the going? To, I'm going to start crying thinking about. It. We're going to this place. This, this is what it's about. Yeah. I'm so pumped about the extension. And, uh, and then, again, we're going to be by the Dead Sea, and we're going to get another chance to float, shop, the, you know, experience the, this desert, this, this but visceral But pillar wild. of salt, dude. You know, salt. <laughs> salt. I, you know, I would think the extension, too, is probably a little bit more relaxed. It is. Because you yeah, right. have to have, have more prayer yeah. mm -hmm. and kind you of know, beautiful finish. Delacross, you always talk about how God's kind of like... You know, nature is wild and, and virile yeah. and powerful. And this is that kind of experience you can get in this place that's so ancient and and rough. Rugged. But, like, viscerally powerful and imbued with something that just, yeah. you know, walking around the city of Mentor, Ohio, you just can't get, No, right? you won't. And you won't. And you just see God's power. Yeah. You see his manifest power and justice. Yeah. Like, I want to taste. I want to smell his justice, mm. you know, like tech, not like more than Texas justice. You want to smell? I want to smell justice? the sulfur, man. I want to smell mm. it because I, I want that in my soul. Yeah. yeah. I want it to take me to the next level on my journey with the Lord. Mm. Like, mm. I, and I know that that's going to happen here. I've been waiting for this forever. And this might be the point in which like why the Lord's bringing me here is just to go here. Yeah. But this is the thing I feel called to the most is, is this but part. But you definitely of it. don't want to look back. No, you, you don't. don't exactly. Forward. I don't want to turn to a pillar of salt, <laughs> right? Howie. I can see that happen in Delhi. Yeah. Yeah. 
Don't, yeah. So, if, if you do turn into Solid Man, I'll bring you home, collect you up, put you on some, you know. So, like, like what are we talking about here? <laughs> sure. like, I, I like know this. the story. Is it like, did something happen there? Like, Sodom and Gomorrah, the destruction But does of the city. it smell like sulfur because God just, like, burned it down Well, or I don't know if the smell is still present, but I, I could imagine. Well, you yeah, wanted it, it in your heart. I mean, well, like, exactly. What's up but, with like, that? The, the smell of that is going to be impressive. Yeah. All right, now, now, getting on to day 12 of our trip, uh, we're going to be doing some really super cool stuff here. So we're going to be going to Mount Nebo, okay? Mm. Mount Nebo, if you, you know, if you look at Scripture, that's the site where Moses died, mm. right? Where Moses was not he allowed couldn't to enter into, into the, the Holy Land. Land right? so, but he went to the mountain, and God permitted him mm. to have one view of the Holy Land that he would never get to enter. Yes. Mm. And we're going to that site, which is like... Such a great metaphor for where we are in our spiritual journey that we're, we can almost see heaven, but mm. we can't enter it yet. Yes. And it builds that anticipation yes. and that desire, right? I'm uh, looking forward to that in, in, in particular, yeah. too. Like, there's just been a lot of spirit, you know, just <clears throat> movements in my spiritual prayer. Like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to entering into Moses's anticipation mm. and not being able to enter it. But the, the, the beautiful thing about that is these people have been on this long pilgrimage and they get at this last moment, they get to look at the Holy Land, mm -hmm. which they've been looking at for the last 12 days. I mean, this holiness that God is calling them to. Yeah. yeah and, and to think of like eternal life. Yeah. Right. Jesus coming back to judge the living and the dead, the new heaven and the new earth where God is going to glorify all that is visible, invisible, and draw us into this eternal, you know, peace and bliss. It's like that promise from that perspective of Moses looking out over what we've experienced, which has just enlivened us and mm -hmm. deepened our faith and, and drawn us closer together as a community, we're going to be there experiencing the fruits of pilgrimage, which are so powerful. If you've never been on a pilgrimage, you've got to come on a pilgrimage. But to experience that as a foretaste of what is to come in heaven and be on that precipice of looking into the mystery of what pilgrimage mm, represents, yeah. which is really heaven, like we're moving journey. in that direction. It's yeah. that journey. That it's it, going along with what you're saying, Father John. Like that's that's that point. Like what a cool perspective to look at God's justice, to look at what our sinfulness and our flesh can bring about in Sodom and Gomorrah. Then be up on this perspective with Moses, and mm. and and like Exodus ninety, like you know, like that liberation. Now it's. Now yeah. I'm, I'm looking at the promise. It's like the site is the right, the cusp of the promise and the yeah. anticipation. This is where Moses got his one glimpse of the Holy yeah. Land. But this is also where Joshua, then the next generation, crossed the river with the ark and went on yes. and claimed the land. <laughs> yes, yes, so yes, now yes. it's not just a place of anticipation where you can't reach it. It's also the spot where it's right there. they broke through <laughs> yeah, and, and they, they got, got through. And they entered. And it's cool. That and you look at the sacrifice of Moses yeah. for that to happen. You yeah. look at the sacrifice of Jesus Christ for that to happen. Yeah, I think also, too, you're, like, living your life and you're, you know, journeying with God on this pilgrimage of our lives, and you're seeing ahead, and, and death stops you. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's you it. Know. That's that's where I'm vibing. Like, I'm, I'm right there with you on that. You know, and then we're talking about how you get the view of the land. We're also going to the church of... Did I cut no, it it's true. It's true, though. I mean, <laughs> you just true. sounded like Bodhi. Yeah, yeah, yeah death well, stop. Oh, yes, death stops. Oh, death, yeah, hold on. Oh, oh yes, death, death stops you now. Death stops you now. Death stops you now. Death stops Death stops you now. Death stops you now. I feel like I've been on an eight-day retreat. So why don't you, why don't you, why don't you come in, why don't you come in and say something about death stops you? Okay. Um. Good. Or not? Well, we're we're so alive. Hold on, wait, 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 clear, clear, clear cut. Now go. Well, the whole thing about death stopping us is totally true. But I mean, we are so full of life on this trip. God is calling us to a deeper union. You know, and no matter where we are in our faith journey. God is going to do something that brings life to us. Mm -hmm. That's a beautiful. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know? yeah. And I, I like that powerful. you guys are mentioning that you get this view, this anticipation, and you're seeing the whole of creation mm -hmm. and the promises of life and the and the you know anticipation of death, and it's kind of all encapsulated in the oldest map of the Holy Land in existence on the floor in the form of a mosaic in the Church of Saint George by patron saint. Oh wow! Which we're going to get to visit as well. Oh, that's you know, cool. You know, a sixth century, sixth century mosaic map. map in a church, so it was built in the 500s. Oh, wow. And this I've is the oldest existing map of the Holy Land. 
Oh, cool. And we get to see that. And it's at the spot where it's all about the perspective of the land. And I think this is going to be a great place for us to reflect that, look, we've just ingested all of this. We've yeah. been from the from the Galilee all the way down to Jerusalem and down to the depths of the world. And now we get to look back at the land like Moses was looking at it in anticipation. And as, as Joshua entered into the land, we get to reflect on this trip that, that we've just had mm. and kind of sum it all up mm-hmm. in this one powerful view that Moses will have shared with us. Amazing. Amazing. So now, here we are. So that's day 12. Now, here we are on the last day of activities. Bucket list. Bucket list. So have you ever seen Indiana Jones in The Last Crusade? Yes. Where he goes in and he finds the Holy Grail in that crazy building in the yeah. desert. Yeah. It's a real place. Wow. Yeah. And we're going there. And, and that this, was my favorite movie never, of all time. And I've never been able to go here It's either. one of the most beautiful civilizations. This is why the extension's so epic. Yeah. So we are going to Petra. And Petra is an ancient trading village in the middle of the desert that is an architectural and engineering marvel. marvel. There is no reason a city and civilization this size should have been able to not only exist, but thrive in this barren desert location. And it's some of the most impressive architecture and historical artifacts that you will ever see. This is something that will just be burnt into your memory, these caverns and caves and these buildings carved out of the rock. Yeah, they basically built a city inside of rocks, and the facades are the most amazing architectural and artistic like I mean, it's mind blowing how it looks, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. yeah, this you know one of my most favorite movies, but the fact that we're going to go there and figure out the adventure of this pilgrimage, culminating in this place, you know, and that's a great movie place where to they have ride off exactly. into the sunset, and yeah. and it's like that's that's us, and we're going to be riding off into the sunset the very next day, heading back to our respective homes, completely transformed and changed. And what is a 14-day trip for the rest of your life yeah. being marked indelibly by these experiences? Like you know, it. it's there's nothing like it. So, again, we want to give a big shout-out to Select International, to our supporters, to our followers on the show, those who are still with us on this show in particular. Thank you for journeying with us through this upcoming pilgrimage. Yeah. And we do want you to be a part of it. So, Sheil, how can they find out more about this pilgrimage and how can they sign up? Sure. So there's a lot of really affordable packages. You can choose your package. Select has so many great options that take care of everything for you. Mm. So if you want to sign up for this, and we've already got a lot of people signed up and this will 100% sell Without out. A doubt. Quickly. Go to catholictalkshow.com forward slash holy land. Okay, there you'll see every one of these stops, the recounting of our itinerary, what you get, when you have to register, uh, everything you should consider, white glove service from Select International, and you can do that and register to go on this trip of a lifetime with us. And guys, let me tell you, like when we went to Fatima, changed my life. You know, I came back. I mean, you bring back pilgrimage with you. It's such a weird thing. Like, and you don't ever get it. You don't know that feeling until you experience of Mm -hmm. bringing a pilgrimage back with you and incorporating it into your life and your family's life. And and being there with Johnny, your son. Yeah. And being on top of that hill and pointing out toward the tomb of Saint. <laughs> I had that picture. You, and you know, it's just like, it's just beautiful, you know? And it's like these moments, you know, it's down to the core of who you are as a person. Yeah. And what I love is that we, we open this up to our alumni first. You know, yeah. it's like this is our family, you know, like. We've been drawn together mystically through the digital means of, of evangelization in this way, yeah. and God has brought us together, and this manifests it in, in an actual experience. Yeah. And um, the fact that we're going to the Holy Land together, wow. And I'm so glad that you're coming because yeah. we were saying before, so before we started the show, like, without a doubt, I wouldn't be here as a priest if it wasn't for Father Tetlow. Ryan Delacrosse and I would not be I friends be, and connect. I would have yeah. never met Sheil or Howard. The show wouldn't wouldn't exist. I wouldn't be the father I am today if it weren't for him. You know what? Can I just throw something in here? (laughs) We got to finish this. Okay, I say, you know, Uh, this is not a trip. A pilgrimage is not a trip. A pilgrimage is a is a way of life. That's it. It's not a vacation. It's not a vacation. It's it's a it's something where we grow closer to Jesus Christ and and to one another. Yeah. And it may not be perfect. I mean, your your shower may not be the size you like, 
or whatever else. Yep, but the bottom line is those things don't matter. But the, but, the, what, but what are you saying about it's a way of life? When you go on a pilgrimage mm-hmm. with people, when you suffer with people through different things of walking and just not being yeah, sacrifices. It, it is yeah, a, it's a microcosm of your life. It's so true. Yeah. But, but it's met with the most powerful spiritual encounter. Yeah. I like that you said it's people. a microcosm. It's like living one little part, one lifetime in your life right. as its own little yeah. miniature That's lifetime. It. Yes. That's it. I love that. That's crazy. And, and, and it is. It's, it is the fruits of it sustain you so that your journey continues to move forward with optimism and hope and joy and realizing Counters. that. Yeah, because there are. And that, that is the fascinating thing about pilgrimage. There's all of these things that happen along the way that requires you to sacrifice, yeah. to persevere, to be patient. You know, you're walking with other people. Yeah. Some mm-hmm. people walk slower than you. Yeah, The art form of walking in life is to walk with others. Yeah. That's where the joy and the yeah. love is. So... Everything slows down, and then you have these most amazing experiences along the way. Now, let's not oversell the suffering, though, because there are some <laughs> great meals that we oh enjoy. We have some great times where we get to oh, fraternize yeah. and drink wine and have and have it's great conversation. And joy. It is, and yeah. that's life. It's a microcosm yeah, of life. Yeah. You know what I say to that? Lachaim. 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 To Jerusalem, to the Holy Land, we want to see you there. Check out catholictalkshow.com forward slash Holy Land, you're going to want to come. And again, our alumni are already signed up. That's right. So there's only a few spots left. We want you to take one of those spots, and we'll see you in Holy Land 2024. What a way to bring in the new year. Can't wait to see you. God bless. Amen.